So if today's readings were popular with anyone in particular, it is probably the fathers in the room because they heard a lot of do what your father tells you to do and respect the father and father has authority over his children. It's a great reading for dads today. And when we get to the letter of St. Paul, it's also a great reading for husbands if we read it the wrong way, that is. Because, and a lot of people do, I have to tell you something. I, I, when I was at a previous assignment, I won't say which, I actually had a gentleman who took this phrase, actually it was the version from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, wives be obedient to your husbands in everything. And he took it literally and thought he was supposed to dictate every aspect of her life, laying out her clothes for her in the morning, choosing her personal care products. I was like, dude, I can't do that for myself. Why are you busy doing it for her? Well, that's what it says in Scripture. I'm like, that's not what it means. St. Paul is not telling us, and God is not telling us, that men are the power in the house and that their word is law and whatever they say goes. No, that is not what marriage is. That's not what family is. The authority of a husband and father in a family is an authority of service. It's an authority of surrendering himself for the sake of his wife and children all the time. I saw that authority in my dad, who had 11 kids, and they all survived. But he didn't lord himself over us. We weren't afraid of him. We respected him because he loved us and he cared for us. In fact, I remember when he was dying, when I, when I sat down with him, and I was, I was still young, I was 29 years old, and I told him it was unfair, and he looked at me and he said, you know, when, when I got married, I prayed for one thing, that I would live long enough to see my children grown and able to care for themselves, and that's, what, that's what's happened, and what right have I to complain? He was a man who understood that being a husband and a father is the same as being a wife and a mother. It's being compassionate and kind and humble and gentle and patient. And it's being in a partnership. A man and a woman who enter into marriage have committed themselves to a mission. In fact, when I do marriage prep, I have couples read St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, but I replace the word subordinate or in some other translations it's subject. I replace it with submissive. And then they're all upset when they come into my office and they're like, why did you make us use that word? And I said, because when we think of the word submissive in our culture today, we think of doormat, right? We think of someone who lets you walk all over them. But that's not what submissive, that's not what its root means. Submissive comes from the Latin sub, which means under, and missio, which means to be sent. It's where we get the English word mission. I'm on a mission. And husbands and wives are on a mission together. They are under the same mission. And it's a mission of holiness. It's a mission of salvation. It's a mission to do the good for one another and for their family and to prepare their children to take up that mission on their own when they have husbands and wives of their own. It's to recognize that everything we do on earth is supposed to get us to heaven. And the institution of the family is one that's created to make that mission easier. 
by calling us to service to one, of one another. Not power, not control, service. And while St. Paul does talk about the husband being the head of the family as Christ is the head of the church, he also says that a husband needs to be the same kind of head of the family that Christ is head of the church. Well, there he is, head of the church. Dads, is that what you're ready for? Husbands, is that what you want? It should be to give everything you have for your wife, for your children. It's what Joseph was. Frightened and confused when he found out that Mary was with child, he followed God's instructions. And he loved his wife. And he loved his son. And he served them all the days of his life. And he never once lorded anything over them. Because when a man loves his wife, he doesn't need to lord anything over her. Because he has given her his heart and she has given him hers. And their life is patterned and ordered for one thing. The good of the other. Our society is so obsessed with power. And we see everything as a contract. But the family isn't a contract. It's a covenant. And a covenant never asks what's in it for me. It always seeks what's in it for the other. The most perfect example of that is Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Joseph giving his everything for the sake of his wife and his son. Mary giving all she has for the sake of her husband and her son. And then, of course, Jesus giving everything he had for the sake of them and for us all. On the Feast of the Holy Family, let's try and remember that life in family should be a competition. It should. But not a competition to see who can have the most, but who can give the most. It's not a competition about me being on top. It's about me doing everything to put you on top.